Welcome to the Deuce Conrad Show on Spotify Podcast. You know, America and the world has been engaged in a battle against COVID since 2020. This battle has taken the lives of many. It has divided our nation in regards to how we should respond, and many remain skeptical of the government in terms of the virus's origin and how it attacks humans. But one thing that most can agree on is the fact that COVID is deadlier among those with comorbidities such as obesity and diabetes. The unfortunate fact is that America is one of the most obese and diabetic nations in the world. Deuce Conrad is no exception. Perhaps our power and strength is killing us. We essentially invented modern mass production to include the automobile and pharmaceuticals. Our food supply for years has become more and more dependent upon chemicals and unnatural sources to make it cheaper to produce, not to mention lengthened shelf life. What if we as a nation created the perfect storm? Maybe it was intended, as some conspiracy theorists proclaim, that our nation has long planned uh, human population control. But where did that start? That question is, for one, unable to be answered, and secondly, there are many facets to be considered. Let's examine one of the most overlooked epidemics plaguing Americans today, and it is hidden in plain sight, and that is food dyes. You know, it's in everything from food to cosmetics to drinks to medicine to toothpaste, soaps, and shampoos. You name it, and it probably has a dye. Norway, Finland, The United Kingdom, Austria, and France have all banned the use of dyes. But why? The safety of artificial food coloring has been debated for decades. Animal studies have actually linked high doses of food dyes to organ damage, cancer, and birth defects. In humans, food dyes have been linked to behavioral problems in children. Yet most of the studies on the effects of food dyes in humans looked at children with Uh, behavioral issues like hyperactivity and ADHD. And they found that food dyes made their symptoms worse. Two large groundbreaking studies funded by the British government tested healthy children and found that they too were adversely affected by food dyes. The most recent of these studies published in The Lancet in 2007 evaluated six dyes, including red number 40 and yellow number 5. And it concluded that artificial coloring was associated with the increased hyperactivity in otherwise healthy children. Food dyes are chemical substances that were developed to enhance the appearance of food by giving it artificial color. People have added colorings to food for centuries, But the first artificial food colorings were created in 1856 from coal tar. Nowadays, food dyes are made from none other than petroleum. Mrs. Conrad and myself have been looking at food dyes now for about two months. Uh, We began noticing problems with our own child uh, in regards to behavioral issues, and we suspected ADHD. However, after doing some research, we determined that perhaps food dyes were behind this behavior. Oddly enough, we took out Red 40, and it made some dramatic uh, turnarounds uh, in our child's behavior. 
However, we noticed that there were still some systemic problems. And so we began to investigate further and realized that it goes beyond red 40. And it, and it deals specifically with all these colors that are being put in our food. One day I was searching on the YouTube as I like to call it, uh, and looking for some research because I was tired of reading and perhaps maybe find somebody that could talk to me that I could listen to. And I ran across a TED Talk from 2016. Dr. Rebecca Bevins, a professor and researcher, used her PhD in cognitive neuroscience and her master's in child development to teach undergraduate and graduate psychology courses. She had a passion and still has a passion for psychology which is only rivaled by her passion for family. However, when her son's behavior became disruptive and problematic, she used her knowledge and education to find the cause. In this talk, she focuses on her family's difficult and emotional journey to finding the answers and living die-free. This woman was a researcher, and she took that passion of research and use her own family as a guinea pig, if you will. And what she found out was astonishing. Food dyes do have an effect on the behavioral health of not only children, but adults. For myself, I have suffered from depression in the past and, and other mental health problems. And even I've noticed uh, since removing food dyes from our family that I have seen a, a, a dramatic uh, increase in overall good vibes. Um, and we have lapsed, as do many families from time to time, and I can see a big difference when that happens. Let me just play a short snippet of what Dr. Bevins has to say about food dyes and how it affects her family. Now, I bet many of you are wondering, what are artificial food dyes? Well, there are a set of chemicals that are added to our food to enhance the color and appearance. They are man-made, petroleum-based, and banned in many countries. They provide no nutritional value, and many have been linked to cancer. And now I know, many of you are thinking, oh, then why are they in our food? <laughs> well, because we Americans, we like our brightly colored, shiny stuff. Dr. Bevins goes on to talk about how her son, seven months later, uh, after they began to eliminate the red dye 40, uh, began to have extreme meltdowns and was even suicidal at one point. Uh, one can only imagine how she must have felt having such a young kid at the age of, I believe, eight and a half being suicidal. But one has to ask, is this really the food coloring? She goes on through this TED Talk to talk about once they removed everything, how life returned to normal. But my question throughout this process has been, why has other nations banned food dyes, but the United States hasn't? So I turned to the FDA, the Food and Drug Administration, went straight to their website. By the way, there will be a link uh, in show notes at deuceconradshow.com if you want to check these out. Here's what the FDA says. They say that a color additive is any substance that imparts color to a food, drug, cosmetic, or to the human body. Color additives include both synthetic substances and substances derived from natural sources. Color additives may be used in food to enhance natural colors, add color to colorless and fun foods such as cake decorations, and help identify flavors such as purple for grape flavor or yellow for lemon. Color additives are sometimes called 
food dyes. That is the FDA's definition of food dye. But let's consider the source of most of these food dyes, which happens to be from a petroleum base. Now, petroleum is the same substance that comes from the ground that we get our fuel from, our motor oils, you name it. So why would we ingest petroleum? Now, there's going to be those that are going to say that petroleum is safe because it's in Vaseline, it's it's in lip balm. But just because the government says it's safe does not necessarily mean it's safe. We could go back to the Vietnam era. The government said that Agent Orange was safe, and we see what has happened to so many soldiers, Marines, sailors, and airmen that served during that time period because of the effects of Agent Orange. So why should I believe the government when it comes to food colors? So I asked the FDA, what's your take on this? Are food colors add, color additives safe to eat? According to their website, these this is their word again. You'll find this on uh, the show notes. Yes, color additives are safe, and when they are used in accordance with the FDA regulations, when the FDA approves the use of color additive in food, our regulations specify the types of food in which it can be used, the maximum amounts allowed to be used, and how the color additive should be identified on the food label. We can go back to the 1860s when butter was a hot commodity, but it was expensive and easily perishable. So there was a need for an alternative. By the end of the decade, French chemists, and I'm probably going to screw up this name, Hippolyte Megamorias, created a blend of animal fat, milk, and salt that could stand up against butter and took much longer to spoil. The butter substitute was flying off American supermarket shelves just as fast as the product arrived in the country in 1870. However, it looked just like lard, and manufacturers wanted to compete with butter, so they began to color it yellow. Dairy farmers and butter manufacturers already were not fans of the substitute as they watched it cut into their businesses, and as a result, a barrage of anti-margarine ads popped up. So the federal government somewhat obliged the U.S. dairy industry by passing the Oleo Margarine Act in 1886 putting a tax on margarine, but that still did not do away with the yellow coloring. So coloring has been around. Uh, Manufacturers find an easier, cheaper alternative uh, to manufacture a product. And even as far back as the 1860s, these manufacturers understood that the color of margarine was a selling point to the American consumer. So what do they do? They add color. And I don't think for one minute that even at that time that they were very much concerned with the health of the consumer. They were looking for a cheap alternative to make a profit. So what do they do? They add yellow food coloring. But the government uh, was still involved somehow with food coloring. And the idea of changing or enhancing food color, uh, the color of food uh, was taking off. In 1906, the federal government passed the Food and Drugs Act, banning the use of harmful food coloring or additives to conceal damaged or inferior products unless it was labeled as such. But even then, seven colors were deemed safe for consumption, including an array of blues, yellows, and greens, although other colors could be used as long as they appeared on the label. As of today, there are nine approved colors. It was also during that time that the USDA began grading food on the quality of appearance. Uh, quality of its appearance. 
Michael Roberts, the executive director of Resnick Center for Food Law and Policy, said if we don't use coloring in our food products to look a lot different than they look, it may affect people's decision whether to buy a food product or not. One prime example would be farm-raised salmon, which is colored pink to look like it, it would be wild-caught salmon. Why? Why on earth would we do that? It's because Americans have been trained to think that all salmon is pink. As more food makers tinkered with colors, there was a quest to root out harmful substances, and around 1937, the Food and Drug Administration moved to enact the Food, Drug, and Cosmetic Act after the deaths of more than 100 people, including children. A medical mishap involving an elixir meant to cure various illnesses. The new law wasn't just a crackdown on the medical industry. Food manufacturers now were also only allowed by law to incorporate certified coloring into products. Something that has just uh, remained in the back of my mind as I've been doing this research is the fact that it was also around the 1930s, 1940s that we began to see an uptick in cancer. Now, one could say it's because we have folks working in the coal mine. It was the Industrial Revolution. Uh, you know, they could say that it was uh, the, the boom of World War II factories, smog, pollution, all this stuff. I get that, and I totally agree with you. But at the same time, we began to see more and more processed food. And because of that, one has to ask, does this, not just food coloring, but any chemicals that's put into, in, into our food system, our food supply to help with shelf life, is it having an effect on our bodies? Is that killing us? Are we as Americans killing ourselves by the food that we eat? And I think that the answer is an overwhelming yes. So Dr. Bevan's research, uh, she developed some, uh, I guess, side effects that she found to be true in her son. I think it's important that we realize that every person is affected differently uh, from food dyes. But we have found that these are very similar with, with our child. When red dye number 40 is, uh, is ingested, you will notice hyperactivity, migraines, impulsiveness, fidgeting, and brain buzzing. It's very similar to ADHD, and it'll last one to two days. Whereas with green number three, you might find mania, hyperactivity, a feeling of euphoria, and it's very similar to bipolar disorder and usually lasts about a half a day. Blue number one, you'll find irritability, moodiness, and fatigue, and it lasts about 24 hours. But the big kicker here was yellow number five and six, which you find in vanilla ice cream, you find it in breads, you find it in some cheeses, even pickles. And with it, you'll find anxiety, aggravation, aggression, defiance, violent outburst, and even suicidal thoughts. It is similar to oppositional defiant disorder and conduct disorder. And it lasts an overwhelming five days. And we discovered this one by, by pure accident, uh, Mrs. Conrad, who has, and, and trust me, if you remove food dyes from your family, you're going to have uh, occasional lapses where you just don't know. Uh, she took our child out for pretzels and cheese, and trust me, she had no intention of, of, of us lapsing and allowing yellow dyes into the family again. But our child for the next five days had every type of outburst that you can imagine. Now, granted, it wasn't as bad as what it was before we removed the food dyes from our family. But trust me, it was pure hell. It's like 
God had uh, had just punished us and allowed a demon to come into the house, if you will. Um, But even with myself, when I've consumed yellows, uh, whether it be five or six, I have noticed that even mentally, I'm a little bit more depressed. And so the fact that we allow these dyes into everything is concerning. And it's not just foods. It's in soaps. It's in shampoos. Uh, it's even in our medication. It's like Big Pharma knows that uh, this is here. And it's like the government knows that it's here and it's and it's creating an epidemic among us. But no one is talking about it. No one. No one is talking about it. We're concerned about the mental health uh, uh of Americans right now. And, you know, mental health beds have been dramatically reduced over the last two decades. But my question is, could we reverse that if we simply eliminated food dyes? Folks, we are at war. We're at war with big pharma. We're at war with the the medical industry and our government for that matter, when it comes to life of liberty and the pursuit of happiness. It only takes one step to remove these food dyes from your family. And I know your kids are going to be upset. I know they're going to hate not having Captain Crunch and Fruit Loops and my personal favorite Lucky Charms. But there are alternatives. There are grocery store chains out there that are doing their best to eliminate food dyes. Aldi's one of those. You can find all sorts of great quality alternatives. And this is not a paid endorsement. But hey, Aldi, if you want to uh, advertise on this show, feel free to to email me at Show at gmail.com. Just kidding, but Trader Joe's, Whole Foods, there are plenty of options out there, but we must take a stand because as it is right now, the vast majority of our population couldn't farm to survive if they wanted to. We ought to make that mandatory along with civics in every high school. We ought to make it to where these kids know how to grow their own food, not uh, genetically modified Uh, foods, not foods with added colors, but pure organic foods that are going to allow them to survive and to live a healthy lifestyle free from petroleum. Why the hell would we put petroleum in our body? It fuels a car, not the body. At the end of the day, it's a big money thing and I get it, but we need to be petitioning our legislators to ban Food dies at all levels, from the state all the way up to the federal level. If other countries see it, we must see it as well. Folks, there's a reason. Obesity and diabetes is a problem in the United States, and I'm no exception. There is a reason that it is the number one leading cause of death from COVID, or contributing factor to that, I should say. And it's because we are doing nothing more than breaking down the cells of our bodies and we are training our bodies to give up, to die. Cancer, I think for the most part, could be cured if we got rid of some of this crap in our food. There is hope. There are food chains out there that are eliminating dyes from their foods. They're they're going to a more natural state. Chipotle is one example. Uh... Let's see, Panera Bread, uh, even Starbucks, Dunkin' Donuts, uh, Taco Bell of all places. I mean, it's going to burn coming out of your ass, but hey, you know what? It's going to feel like petroleum, but they don't have it in their food. But you still have to be careful when you're 
when you're out in these restaurants to ask questions, to look at those menus, because there's so many other hidden additives. And, and we could create numerous episodes on just those alone and how they affect uh, our overall mental and physical health. But that would take years. But hey, the Deuce Conrad show is going to be around for a while, so maybe we'll do an investigation on those. But folks, it's time for us to take a stand. It is time for us to take back uh, our bodies, if you will. You know, medicine's not always the number one choice. Injecting our bodies, and I know that's a controversial topic right now with needles and, 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 and all of these synthetic things, just because man made it says it's good, doesn't necessarily mean that. And right here's a good example, and that's these food dyes that we're putting in our bodies. I tell you, it's sobering to know that at least there's some alternatives out there for us to where we, if the government won't do it for us, we can at least, for now, have the choice to do it on our own. Until next time, I'll see you then.